What's going on, Clipper Nation? Oh, my God. What a day. Yeah, we come to you post a very special unveiling of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Really excited about that. My heart is a a Twitter right now. Because you're on Twitter. Because I'm on Twitter. Yeah. Anyways, it's me, William, the Opinion Update. I'm positive, Chuck Lockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the freaking Locked On NBA (laughs) Network. And we come at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers content, generally earlier in the day than today, but you know what? There was big news. Big news, baby! Uh, We touched on it up top, but we're going to be talking a little bit of a recap of the introduction of Paul George and Kawhi. It feels like a reintroduction of Kawhi. It felt so real today. He's a brand new man. Yeah, it's, it's so official. It's crazy how much more real it feels. So we're going to be doing that. Today is Wednesday, which means our weekly segment, What Could Have Been Wednesday, or the Aerolel Universe, where we talk about who and what could have happened. Things turned out a little bit different. What could have happened in that Aerolel Universe? So, And then we're going to be wrapping things up with which what has been a <laughs> daily uh, segment post real trades happening. Yeah. Post pre, pre-season. Pre-real content. Yes. Maybe we're going to have to replace this with FIBA or something. But for now, something. we present to you. Loose ends. Loose ends. We got some legal stuff today. We got some agent talk. We got some Brandon Jennings chatter. Hi-yo. That no one is excited about but us. <laughs> all right. So all that and more coming up right about now. If you haven't if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating and review. We love it. We do love it. You know what else we love? Today. I love today. It felt like Christmas morning when I woke up. Did you feel different when you woke up because of the presser? Um, I didn't, and then the presser started, and I very much did. Yes, I woke up and was like, oh, it's it's happening today. It's a gorgeous day outside. A little too muggy, but, you know. Um, the presser was fantastic. Yes. Everything looked great. We unfortunately couldn't be there because yeah. of stupid work. Shout out to stupid work. Um, every press Take member... Take this job and <laughs> shove it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Every press member that was there commented that it was just the most energy they've felt at a preseason presser, a post-game presser, anything. Yeah, it was wild. I liked the uh, the commentary pre-event with Christina Pink and Donnie, Donnie Mac. Donnie Mac, dude? Donnie Mac looked like he may have been on a sick one last night. I will say. Really? I thought he looked better. He always looks a little sweaty. He's doing fine. But he was, he was probably hyped up. Oh, I mean. It's the issue. Super hyped up. Um, for those of you who didn't watch it, it was just the most wholesome event I've seen in a really long time. Kawhi didn't know where to go when he first walked up on the podium. That I thought was adorable. <laughs> it, it was like, dude, you're you're sitting in the chairs on the stage. Dude, you're, you're going to one spot. <laughs> and it's one of the multiple chairs that's on the stage right now, dude. Who, are you, before we dig too much into this, who had the best fit of the day? Paul George. Kawhi had a terrible fit on. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to agree. <laughs> the Kawhi fit was very questionable. He was wearing like a borderline affliction tee or I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> it had very affliction type vibes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go PG second. Uh, Doc's goatee beard situation one. Okay, Doc's beard, the offseason beard. Doc was in. Doc spoke after Balmer. Doc looked so loose and happy to be there. He's incredible. Or excuse me, he spoke after uh, Lawrence Frank and Balmer. Sorry. He's incredible with the media. Blake Griffin, stop doing stand-up. Doc, hop on stage. He goes, Get in there, big dude. He goes, dude. I didn't have any cue cards, so I just have to go off top. And, of course, you know that he crushed it. Um, his Dude should run for office post. He might. Post, you know, three-peat chips. Yeah. He looked fantastic. Balmer was out of his mind. 
Okay, so Bomber... Rightfully so. Bomber does this thing that I love where he accentuates every single point with a fist. Yeah. Like and you he's can like hear punching. It. <laughs> it's really and every time he moves, he goes, you gotta get up! And he like he made everyone His stand. voice, like, he was so excited at points his voice were cracking. Yes, when he was demanding everyone stood up to give him the standing. He goes, stand up! Stand up! And he's punching the air. Yeah. Dude, every... Uh, I can't get over how great it was. Lawrence Frank had obviously fantastic things to say. He introduced Jerry West as, I think, the greatest architect in the history of this game. Oh, that got me. Oh, yeah. That, like, almost had me, like, tearing up a little just because I was like, this is... It felt like an alternate universe. You know how Lawrence Frank is doing the damn thing? Yeah. Dude looks 10 years older than he did two years ago. Yeah, he really does. He's uh, been working his ass dude, off. Dude, he has <laughs> been putting in the hours. Huge shout-out, Lawrence Frank. Like, without him, none of this is possible. It, I um, mean, it... It just felt like a sur- it felt like an alternate universe today. It did. Watching this happen, Lawrence Frank had fantastic things to say. Then we got to hear from uh, Kawhi and Paul George. And I just, Kawhi, the vibe that he was giving off at this presser, I think, I don't think it's too crazy to say, is the most, I don't know if emotion is the right word. They definitely. Jovial. Up- yeah. Like they definitely uploaded the uh, personal beta 1.2. Yes. Oh yeah. He got a reboot. Um. He cracked like six jokes. Crushed. He was laughing. And of course they're crushing. He like might be one of the funniest guys in the NBA. He just looked loose. He was obviously comfortable enough to wear that horrendous shirt, which is good. Um. He was talking about how one of the first NBA games he went to was the Clippers. Wow. Paul George alluded to how he grew up a Clippers fan. He was also a Kobe fan as well at the time, but he was more of a Clippers fan as the team. I mean, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Kobe was dominant. Um, then there were some, not some hot takes, but Kawhi Leonard was asked about the Lakers versus the Clippers, of course. And he said, after the last few years from a basketball standpoint, the Clippers have been better, which is true. Paul George said, Lakers is Lakers. We've got our own identity. Love that. That's what we need. Love it. We can, so Anthony Irwin was That tweeting. is the most Clippers answer I feel like you could <laughs> ever give. I will say this. Anthony Irwin was tweeting today about how he was like, Look, the rivalry this year in L.A. between the Lakers and Clippers could be a lot of fun. He's like, so I'm. He's, he was kind of annoyed about how both sides, some people are acting like they're above the rivalry. But because with the state of the two teams right now, it's a good time to lean into the rivalry in positive ways. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm over the rivalry and like the mud-slingy, uh, you know, four-sixteen rings whatever. down your throat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and we do it too as well. For sure. Clippers fans have a similar thing, you know, where we, I always throw in the face of my Lakers fans that the Clippers actually care about the fans. Yeah. That whole thing. So it does go both ways. Definitely. Definitely. But it's a fun time right now for the rivalry. Yeah. Um, in terms of injury stuff, Kawhi said he's fully healthy and he wants to take load management day by day. Yeah. Which, best case scenario, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Paul George said there's no real timetable, mm-hmm. which is fine. There was just no surprises in terms of what these guys are going to say about injuries. They were as above board as possible, I feel like. Yeah. It was oh, for sure. Good. Do you worry about Paul George just, you know, getting kind of taken out by the uh, L.A. nightlife? Not at all, man. Isn't he married? Is he? I don't think I'm worried about him getting taken out by the L.A. nightlife. He's a Palmdale guy. He likes to fish and stuff. No, nah, dude. I think he's going to be fine. I think. That- are you worried? Maybe a little. I don't think so. He's a hard worker. He's a fo- focused dude, but you know, it's a different city. Look, if you're not getting tempted by Oklahoma City, 
you're gonna be fine in LA. Baby. I was gonna say from from Indian from Indianapolis to freaking OKC to LA. But I think so. Here's my those are bright city lights. Those think, are blinding. I think Indianapolis and OKC fit his vibe so much more because he's from Palmdale. OKC is much more Palmdale vibe, I would say. Yeah, he's like I think. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope maybe it happens once and it's kind of a funny thing, and nothing. There's no consequences. But I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I would be really bummed out if it somehow happened to Kawhi, but I don't think it will. I really don't see that happening. Kawhi's over at uh, One Oak or something like that. Um, they, but this will be. I mean, this is gonna be a fun year. It'll be a fun year. I feel like Paul the George was palpable. I feel like Paul George has been perpetually underrated. Absolutely, he's been in smaller markets, and he's played. You know, he went from being the man in Indiana, he got hurt, and then he went to OKC where he has to play with Westbrook. They could really do something this year. I agree. There was a beautiful mural revealed of Kawhi and Paul George at the community center. Very cool graphics with the, uh, it was like the Clippers logo with like a map of LA inside of it. Yeah, it looked really, really good. Which was really cool. Yeah. Jerry West dropped a really funny nug. He said he was on his way to Summer League in Vegas when he heard about Kawhi coming to the Clippers. Oh, really? Which I don't know if I believe that. I think that's some gamesmanship by old Jer. (laughs) To make people think he's not as maybe in tune. The old rope I don't know. What if he what if he has like an uh like a ninety-eight Mazda Miata that he just operates on the car phone out of? And it's yellow. <laughs> and he avoids I mean, you get a deal. If you generally if you buy a yellow sports car, like there's a period of time where like the price drops significantly in value. He's he's making Look sure. it up, guys. It's he's out making there. sure he's not hitting speed bumps in that Miata. He's doing that slow turn around him. Um if you're looking for clips of the presser, there's a ton of them online. Check out uh, Jovan Buha, Tomer Azerly. Um, a bunch of guys have clips up there. It's all fan- It's It was such a, like, I feel like the word wholesome is starting to become beaten to death by people. Mm-hmm. This was wholesome. It was. There were a bunch of kids there. Balmer, when they gave him the jerseys, at first it was, it was uh, Paul George on the left and then Kawhi on the right. And Balmer switched them, so it was two one three with the letters or with the numbers. Yeah, dude, it's such a great day today. It's great. Yeah. At this point, as of one fifty one p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Clippers are winning the championship. I don't care what anyone says. I'm jacked, dude. <sighs> Season is long, but I'm, yeah, I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm pumped. I'm hoped up, player. Let us know if you guys are hyped up. I hope you are. You should be. You absolutely should be. Uh, coming after this, we got a what could have been Wednesday. Want to give a quick shout out to Untucked Shirts. Hey. Balmer was rocking an untucked shirt. Yeah. He's a stylish man. Stylish man. He does stylish things. Clipper cash. You want to look like the richest owner in sports? Put an untucked shirt on. That's Clipper cash. So welcome to What Could Have Been Wednesday. Taking a look at the Parallel Universe. Parallel Universe. It's scary as hell in there. It is. So there was a large... Today was, as Don McLean put it very perfectly, the best day in Clippers history so far. Yeah, that's a great fair. way to put it. Yeah. So now we can look back on another monumental part of Clippers history. Let's do it. The 2013 Clippers trade for Doc Rivers. All right, break it down. Now that I'm thinking about it, best trade the team's ever made? TBD. TBD. Really? If he gets a chip, I think so. So in 2013, the Clippers traded a 2015 unprotected first round pick for Doc Rivers. If you're wondering what that pick became, RJ Hunter. Worth it. 
absolutely <laughs> worth it. I would say it worth it. That pick became the 28th pick because we won 57 games. In- Notables in that draft, Kevon Looney went 30th. Okay. Trez, 32nd. Okay. Josh Richardson, 40th. Wow. Yeah. Very surprised by that. So that was fantastic. An interesting note from this trade, the two teams reportedly had agreed upon a deal that would have sent Doc and Garnett to the Clippers in exchange for DeAndre Jordan and two first-round picks, but noted troll person David Stern said he would not allow that trade as teams are not allowed to trade active players for a coach. Mm -hmm. What happens if that trade is allowed? That's a huge shift. Yeah. So the 13-14 roster would have, the big three would have been Blake, CP3, Kevin Garnett, plus the likes of J.J. Redick, Barnes, Jamal Crawford, and of course, Clipper great, Glenn Big Baby David. (laughs) (laughs) And DeAndre Jordan. And uh, No, he's involved in the trade. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're trading Jordan in two, I would assume, unprotected first round picks because people back in the day six years ago were just like yeah who cares dude this will never be a number one pick (laughs) um so that would win our core the nets draft day trade for pearson garnett never goes through that obviously just never happens yeah if this goes down you had some interesting points about what this would have done to the clippers locker room yeah what do we want to unpack first i want to unpack let's just start at the roster Let's forget about the larger implications. Let's just think about the Clippers. What do we think about that roster, that big three of Blake, Garnett, and CP3? It's not good. It is not good. Garnett really fell off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, I like Garnett, lo- like longtime fan. I feel, yeah, I just feel like positionally that's another log jam, uh, but you have a less... Like, you don't have the athleticism that DeAndre Jordan still had at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think that that would be a disaster. He just, he fell off so hard. Um, just so hard after, right when that trade happened when he was with Brooklyn. One of the things I was thinking about is because Garnett would have been so, I know this doesn't make sense because DeAndre was obviously so paint dependent. Mm-hmm. But do you think Blake maybe would have had to work on a, outside shot sooner or something or do you think we or do you think we would have been like you need to attack more because garnett is not able to get it done as i would think that you think that yeah yeah now that i just said that i think that too um yeah and kind of as players like that that sort of age you know that hyper athletic big man um they generally tend to trend towards more how like modern power forwards work how like really you're you know, you're spacing the, you're expected to space the floor a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not like all down low. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see how Doc coached Garnett. Just given the, uh, the history chemistry and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been really, that would have been cool to see, I think, in a new spot. Yeah. But I think Garnett would have, Garnett and CP3, I think, would have murdered each other yeah so this is the part that's actually the most interesting to me is is definitely the locker room garnett has the rings and would be like this is my coach who yeah. i just won rings with yeah. little man you don't know anything about maybe this. that would have been good for chris paul yeah that's a really good point like if there was someone who was like a i mean yeah if there was someone who was the same sort of veteran like vocal leader but actually had the hardware 
Because I feel yeah, like your teammates such a good point. Dude, your teammates are more willing to listen to you, I feel like, if you have the hardware. Yeah, if you're like, hey, oh, I can't hear you because of these rings in my ears type thing, that works better than like, I'm just smarter than you. And you're like, bitch, I don't care if you're smarter than me. Get out of my face. Like, you have no... <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. You have no more credentials than I do, man. Um, that would have been a crazy dynamic. Also, the franchise would have been so ruined, I think. Because I think with Clippers' luck... Oh yeah, he's injured. He's injured in a layup line. Game. He's injured immediately. <laughs> Free game. Both of those picks convey to like a top whatever for some reason. Yeah. Um, Doc maybe doesn't. Doc would. I'm assuming still have, because when Doc came over, he had GM powers too. Yes. So this could have been having to try and a reunion. So it'd be a reunion. It'd be like a part two with Garnett. Yeah. And we saw as general manager, he didn't make the best decisions personnel-wise. Yeah. So he would try and, you know, maybe he's too loyal to Garnett and he's trying to really get him back into the swing of things or something. It'd be interesting to know how um, a player like that who, you know, there's a mutual respect there would ha- yeah. if he would have the ear of the coach at all. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that would then factor into the GM decisions. I, I don't really know. It's hard to say, but... Looking at it, and from what we know about Doc's um, sort of like a, a tunnel vision, maybe back then, especially it was more so too. Yeah, in in the GM realm, I do think that I do think that it would have been negative. It would have negatively impacted um, the roster building movement and maybe forward. his growth. Yeah, he had all new guys. You I know, when you have all new guys, it's like I really got to try some stuff because the old things I can't rest on. I was they gonna, don't work. yeah, I was gonna say that, and I do think that maybe. Uh, Doc moves on from this assignment. Um, from do, the team? Yeah. Oh. So I think that, um, you know, the last two years we've seen Doc, and he's said as much with, like, a renewed vigor for this yeah. career. Dude, he has a goatee right now, bro. Y- yeah. Oh, I mean, he's, li- <laughs> like, oh, he's great. But I do think that maybe being back with Garnett combined with, you know, the 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 managing of personalities, which is amplified by and adding Sterling Kevin still Garnett. owns the team. Yeah, I think that fatigue, <laughs> I think that fatigue maybe sets in a, a faster. And you're just so frustrated. Yeah. Because those teams also would not have been as fun to watch. Because one of the things that helped during those big three years for the Clippers was the Oops and Lob City and all that. Yeah. Lob City's much different if it's Kevin Garnett instead of DeAndre. Yes. We haven't even talked about the rest of the league. The the Nets don't end up with KD and Kyrie if this trade happens. I don't think. Yeah. Like, they might be, weirdly, worse off now. Yeah, that's fair. Than if this trade would have gone now, because they had to, you know, really save their asses with that rebuild, but it worked out. Um, this was just, I yeah, when I found this piece, I was like, it was just pretty incredible. Well, and then the Celtics, I mean... Yeah, then they don't have have... they don't have the young core that they have right now. Mm -mm. They Um, have DeAndre from all the assets and everything. Yeah, DeAndre on the Celtics is kind of interesting, though. I think he would have been okay because at the time his position still wasn't completely. You know, he didn't have to shoot. Yeah, he could still do. He still dominate. Yeah, centers might have been a little better in the East, though. Oh, that's interesting. It's a crazy trade. It's also, what do you think about the fact that it's, do you think teams should be allowed to trade players for coaches who are active? Why not? Nah, nah different unions. Oh, unions. Different unions, <laughs> so I feel like that <laughs> kind of complicates pro-union. things. I feel like, 
I don't. I just feel like it's kind of a weird look. They can do it in baseball. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can trade things for like inanimate objects in baseball. I mean, that's great. One guy I think got traded. There was a player who got traded for a box of donuts. Is one of the most famous NBA or uh, MLB trades. And you know how much I love food-based trades, bro. I know. This is like your whole platform. <laughs> yeah, locked on food-based trades. Yeah, I guess it would be weird to be like, we're trading you Chris Paul for Brad Stevens. Because <laughs> then what does your coach do? Well, and it's, I mean, like... The like you're like, oh, you're, we're trading, you're also fired. We're trading our best player and we're getting a new coach and you're fired. Well, like, and it also doesn't make sense because of the salary cap. Like, coaches' salaries don't count towards that. Players also make, like, a way exorbitant more. amount of money more. Can you trade coach for coach? I don't see why not. That would be crazy. I mean, that'd be so cool. I don't know in what world that it would work. Yeah. Where like two franchises are like, oh, wait, dude, let's just swap. Bro. I feel like the Kings and Lakers could have done that. Oh, yeah, they probably could have. <laughs> that would have been a good look, actually. <laughs> Let us know what you guys would have thought about this trade had it gone through. Let us know what you would have thought if we would have, I don't know, had that pick and maybe drafted Kavon Looney. Yeah. What really what could have been really wow that's what we should have talked about <laughs> coming up next we got our classic loose end segment the off-season favorite I want to give a shout out to hotels.com I'm going on a vacation recently I had no idea where I was going to stay man good thing hotels.com exists I was going to sleep on a tarp on the beach hotels.com I can sleep on my tarp inside <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're opening the drawer right here. It's it's in the kitchen. I'm looking, it's unlabeled. I'm looking for a couple uh, those batteries that are circles. That uh, D the batteries. hearing aid batteries. Yeah, my TI-83 is out of batteries, and I'm looking in the loose ends drawer. And what are you pulling out? I'm pulling out something kind of terrifying, actually. What do you got? The NBA has opened an investigation into whether teams tried to circumvent the NBA salary cap by offering players perks not allowed by the CBA. ESPN first revealed existence of investigation, but full scope was previously unknown. Raptors and Clippers both named in that investigation. Are we worried? No. Not at all. I just think that with this stuff, it gets it's just so hard to prove. We don't and, even know what tampering is. Yes. Yeah, we don't know what tampering is unless it's from somebody in a front office or a coach apparently like I which the even the coach thing I feel like that's not tampering. Even the magic thing, I never thought he was tampering. Yeah. I was like this is just what he's supposed to do. He's a showman. And with Doc, you brought him on the show to talk about how good the player was. Yeah. I think it would also be tampering if Doc like negged him. If he was like, he's bad. I don't like him at all, actually. He'd really have to prove himself in front of me on our team. <laughs> that, to me, would be tampering. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we should have gone that route. Nagging Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I also think in specific regard to the Clippers, what do you think that you're getting out of Uncle Dennis or the Clippers front office organization? Yeah, we didn't say anything. One of the things that we Kawhi did. commented on was that he loved the transparency of the Clippers in this situation yeah this is also like i mean we're a, a tight-knit closed-lipped kind of organization oh yeah uh, we're telling everyone to go suck on a lemon yeah if they're asking us about this thing. everybody's on the omerta you know oh yeah this uh, thing of ours yeah these clips of ours oh yeah it's more important than family and you and dennis oh man you put the screws to that guy he's not giving you anything i just want to say i want to meet uncle dennis so bad yeah uh oof i can't remember what's his f actual full name dennis um, robertson uncle dennis I'm not going to call him Uncle Dennis when I first see him. Okay. That would be very disrespectful. It seems disrespectful. It seems disrespectful. And I think after this offseason, dude deserves some respect. Absolutely. So this goes to the other point. Do you think the Raptors are in trouble? Because I think this is maybe where it gets weird. Because they had so many public 
things. Kawhi mentioned it in the press today. He was like, thanks for letting me eat for free and all this stuff. They seem like they might be maybe more on the hook just because all of it as a city was more publicized. Nah. So if you can track the money from Raptors to like the MLE Jets or whatever that stuff, yeah, maybe. Nah, I still don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that it's. I I don't think it's enough. And the Jets and stuff. I mean, that's just common practice. That that's yeah. That happens. And it's all the time. also that's you can just happen all the time. Blame the independent business owner. You can be like, no, this idiot just said he'd give him free Jets. Yeah, hundred percent. Raptors, we're dinosaurs. We don't know what we're doing out here. Yeah. No, I, this seems impossible to prove. It kind of seems like a waste of time. I do it understand. It seems like a puff your chest out and show them that we might be serious. Exactly. And I, I think that that's the entire point of this whole thing is that, especially small markets, people are worried about tampering. We just don't have a good enough answer to as how to solve it yet. And yeah. this isn't it. This is like the... Yeah, just investigating after it happens and then what? Like, so either the consequence are you find us some money which I think everyone agrees is stupid, especially yeah. with the richest owner. Yeah. If it's just even if it's the Raptors, no one cares if owners get fined money. Yeah. It means nothing to most people. For sure. Or you go the other route and you really screw us over and like take away draft picks, which I don't know which ones they take away at this point. So yeah. maybe that was a 4D chess move on our part. Or you like make us we I just don't understand what the punishment is going to be other than a fine that no one is satisfied with. Yeah. I also or, like, making us barred from the plan. I just don't even know what you would do. Yeah, well, I think the most commonly discussed thing is taking away some sort of draft picks. And it, like, Keep them. Yeah, I mean, like, it has the highest Take value. Take away from OKC. You lose... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you you lose leverage negotiating. So I, I do think that that would be, you know, an extreme case of how to s- slow down yeah. or stop tampering. Or Yeah. But at, at the same time, I just don't know how... You're really ever going to be able to prove it. And I want to put something out there. And I don't mean this with any true hate in my heart. Anthony Davis accepted a role in Space Jam 2 and then waived his trade kicker. You and, pointed this out yesterday. And, and that's this is... somehow not named in this thing. Yeah. I don't care who it would have been. It could have been the Clippers could have done that. And I would think it's weird that they weren't named in this thing. That just seems fishy. Just at least investigate that. I'm not saying they did anything. Yeah. But throw that in the investigation. Yeah. Right? No, that's that's definitely interesting. And then just let him live. Well, I, my thing is, is every pl- every player, major player, is represented, and like yeah. you're gonna track what their agent is doing. They're it's their job yeah. to be like talking and generating interest. This is a fantastic transition to our next point. Montrez Harrell resigned with Clutch. He was already with them. He took like a year off to just not be represented by them. I guess. I mean, save a save a cool fifteen percent. That's true. Um, so you resigned with Clutch. A lot of people were kind of freaking out about it, but I would if it wasn't a resign. Same here. And Clutch guys get paid, and Trez is going to get paid sometimes. That's true. Sometimes they convince I you. I think that. that we might be seeing a little bit of a downfall of Clutch Sports right now. Mm, uh, Noel and left. Yeah, the first the first stone cast. Some would say. Um. Yeah, and what happened with the Morris situation? I feel like that was a really bad look. I, th- yeah. I think he left. I mean, obviously he left thirty million on the table, but I think it might even hurt his wallet a little bit more. For sure, if he gets an injury or doesn't look good this year, it's bad. Those offers are not going to be out there. Also, with uh, Rich Paul moving to CAA, like he's like the head of sports so for big, CAA. Dude. That's for those of people who are not in Los Angeles who don't understand what CAA is, which is totally makes sense. I had no idea what was going on here. It is. Th- the most powerful 
representation agency across what all forms of entertainment all forms of entertainment yeah i mean at least in the like at least in north america yeah sport everything yeah. so that was huge for him yeah um trez's contract i was going back and forth with lucas han on twitter shout out lucas han about what he might see. And we were kind of saying if he could become a viable shooter maybe at the four, we're not talking like 40% clip from three or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe like four for 100? He'd have to do a lot. I don't know, man. If four for 100, that's definitely... I. That's a lot. That's man. a walk number, I think. Like, I... Th like. I want to keep Montrez, oh, obviously, yeah. but I think for this organization, that that might be a walk number. Because what we offer Tobias, four for 80? Yeah. I think if Trez can make big jumps this year, maybe four for 90 could be possible. I don't know, man. He'd have maybe, to do a lot. Maybe if it's something like... If we keep Lou, to go back to your point, which I really like, your consistent through point of, like, these guys got to be together. Yeah. If we could keep Lou... It, like, it provides the most value. Yeah, I'd agree with that. His max is going to be five for 170 that we can offer him, but I don't think he's going to be able to get to that. He would literally have to shoot like 40% from three and be an elite defender, I think, for me to give him the max. Yeah, that's... All that's, in a year? I mean, a I hope it happens. That's a lot of money. I, I don't know. I like Trez a lot. That's, that's And we'd have much. two guys on max contracts still, so we'd have three maxes on the roster. Yeah, which, I mean, at that point, we have to gut all the depth that we worked so hard to preserve. Yeah, got so, that window. Yeah, I don't know. Here's some depth we could maybe sign. What do you got? We have two roster spots. Okay. Oh, also, Pau Gasol got signed by the freaking Blazers, so there goes my dream. Um, what the what H, the man? H, man, just come to L.A. Brandon Jennings said he would love to team up with Lou Will for the Clippers. You know I love it. Ooh, baby! You know I'm pro. Let's go, dude. I have no clue what Brandon Jennings can do at this point. <laughs> Me uh, two major knee surgeries, right? Sure. Um, out of the game for a while. Out of the game for a while, but... I, you know, he was one of the first dudes uh, who was like a U.S. guy who, instead of going to college, went to play in Europe. I really respected that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, laid it down for the Bucks. Laid it down for the Bucks. Uh, it would be. I was just talking about it with some people on Twitter, and it's like, so at this point, if we're not going to trade for Iguodala, I don't think it so. Doesn't seem like we're going to do that. Why not? We have two spots. I think. Iguodala, to Howard and Brandon Jennings. I think Iguodala might honestly finish the year with the Grizzlies. That'd be crazy. So let, let me just let me just get into this quick segue, uh, and we can jump back to our dude Brandon Jennings. Pop show into it, bro. Anytime the Grizzlies have like a valuable asset, it seems like their entire game is sitting on it too long before trading it for something. That's a really good call. Um, so we saw it long term, obviously with the with Mike Conley and uh, Gasol. And like those things, I those those ones are a little bit more defensible to me because it's like you know Conley. They were they had chance. They were sniffing. They grew, you know, they grew those players. They were a huge part of their identity. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, waited too long. Could have got more. Could have got more out of those trades. But then I'm it, I'm thinking even more of uh, like role player type guys. Um, oh yeah, like you know, like uh, Tyreek was in high demand at the trade trade deadline last year. And they they either wanted too much or they were unwilling to move on. And he, you know, they so nothing happened. He finished the year with the Grizzlies and then left for nothing. Yeah. When they could have, you know, they could have gotten some value out of that. 
And then this year with Iguodala, um, the fact that we haven't seen a trade yet, I don't think they're going to waive him. To me, that's not the Grizzlies' M.O. Uh, they're also in a rebuild right now, which is going splendidly, by the it's way. It's going so good. It's going really well. Triple J, underrated. Um, I'm excited to see what Ja does. So, yeah, I think that he might honestly finish the year with the Grizzlies. They're not They're not, They're not. not going to wave him to do anybody any favors. Yeah, that's a good call. So, yeah, that's my, that's my two cents on that. All right, back to Brandon Jennings. No worries. I just say bring him up. If we can't get anybody, it's like, who cares? Just add him. I mean, I don't even know what he brings. Does he bring good leadership? How much would he even play with Lou Will on the court? I know. Like, I have no clue. That healthy two and a half minutes a game? I just want the jersey. I just want the city. I was was like, dude, the Christmas Day, the city, the earned, any of them with that, with Jennings on the back of it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's an interesting move. People have been talking about there's a lot of interest in a guard. Um, Mm -hmm. He is is technically a guard. He is a guard. Um. Yeah, I don't know though. Who knows? Any more loose ends? I think that's all I got. Anything else in the back of this drawer? No, nah, we're some, there's some string. I'm I, I'm feeling a, a slime or something. I'm oh, I'm gotta, closing this drawer. Close this damn drawer, guys. Later today we will have the results of the Clipper Nation poll. Who is the cutest Clipper? Hiya. Who's who's pulling ahead? Doc Rivers was in the lead. All right, well, that that goatee better probably oh, put him over the edge. That go to some that goatee is something else. Uh. Tomorrow, we're going to have, what's tomorrow? Thursday, we're going to have Thirsty Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Talking about whatever happens between now and then in Clipper land. Today was a fantastic day. Hope everyone could see the presser. Please check out all of the info about that. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I'm William, the Opinion Update. Thanks so much for listening.